This is Parent Them Successful with author and licensed educational psychologist, Jessica Shields. Your child no longer has to struggle. On this parenting podcast, we unravel the complexities of the education system, give insight into intervention services, and offer encouragement and tools alongside your parenting journey. It's time for your child to thrive. Welcome your host, LEP educator and mom of four, Jessica Shields. Hey, welcome back to my podcast. And today we are going to talk about social emotional learning. What is all the hype about social emotional learning or SEL? Why are schools really focusing on this? And what does it mean for my child? So in this episode today, we are going to really look at what it is, why it is important, because if it is something that a lot of schools are adopting, there must be something that is um, that is something that is going to benefit children in education. So we need to know what that is. You're also going to find out why schools are now making it a priority. Why not before? Why all of a sudden? And then I'm going to share with you one thing you can do to emotionally support your child. And really, it's relatively simple yet powerful. So stick around until the end because I will reveal what it is you can do now. So now you may be on your daily walk or your daily commute. Either way, it's time to tuck your phone away or turn up the volume a little more in the car so that you can lean in and be blessed. So let's talk about social emotional learning, SEL. And basically, SEL or social emotional learning is a way to really explicitly teach children specific knowledge or skills and attitudes that they need to develop in order to have uh, healthy self-esteem or self-awareness or healthy identity. It also seeks to really help them manage their emotions and it helps to achieve this personal or even a collective goal. Uh, A part of social emotional learning is empathy, helping kids to learn and understand empathy for others. And then, of course, um, it has a component to it that is all about maintaining supportive relationships, making sure that kids understand being responsible and uh, that they're making decisions that are based on helping others kind of like caring type decisions. So social emotional learning is exactly what it is. It's basically an explicit way to teach kids how to properly socialize and how to deal with emotions and how to look at others' emotions. So you can see why this might be important in schools. If you think about school settings, schools are very social places, right? You know, you have your best friends at school a lot of times. If you think back to your own childhood, maybe you met your significant other at school, even if it's college school. You know, there's so much that we do in schools and so much that we're learning in schools that don't have to do with academics. So we can see why this might be something that schools want to focus more on. 
And then if you think about, you know, this collective trauma that the nation or the world even has gone through, how important it is to really get back to understanding how we feel and how to deal with our feelings. So I think it's great that uh, schools are stepping up and implementing this social emotional learning piece that can be in addition to teaching academics, I think is very important. And I really like the fact that parents can partner in on this. So social emotional learning is super important. You know, it really does help our kids develop again, those interpersonal skills or soft skills. It really helps them to develop strong, positive character traits, like being cooperative, being respectful of others, Um, even resilience. That's a piece of it, being persistent at solving problems. And if you think about it, a lot of jobs are looking for people, individuals who have those soft skills, you know, who can get along with others, who can manage different uh, tasks at the workplace. Those soft skills, yes, they do have to be taught a lot of times. And yes, there is a way for you to demonstrate that you know them. So if you think about it, what schools are doing is something that is needed, very much needed. And maybe it's been called something different in the past, or um, I've heard character development. It goes a little bit deeper than character because it's dealing with that emotional piece and the feelings and understanding your feelings, but it's still on that same path. So very important. Um, If you think about other pieces of social emotional learning, there are elements to it that include teamwork empathy. You talk about, again, maintaining those relationships, how to treat each other, how to value other people's perspectives. And if you think about that in and of itself, I mean, valuing other people's perspectives should be high on the list, especially um, as we have our different experiences and we see things from different points of view. You don't have to necessarily not be friends because you don't see eye to eye. If you think about marriage, sometimes you're not on the same page all the time, but you can still value each other's perspective. So learning that young and being able to carry that into adulthood is very key. It's very critical. And then of course, with uh, social emotional learning, there's this piece where children are learning how to have more confidence in themselves. And I like that because we're teaching them that you don't have to be perfect. You know, you can make mistakes and it's okay. It's this concept of the growth mindset that really is driven home with this type of curriculum. And there's so many curriculums out there that uh, schools can use. But there's another piece to it, establishing a good reputation and taking pride in your work That definitely transfers over to the job aspect. When they're looking for employment, they'll have these skills. And again, I like the fact that schools are partnering up with families to make sure that kids have it because all all kids aren't being taught this at home. 
There are kids that are being taught this at home, but not all kids. So, you know, it's kind of leveling the playing field here if we look at it that way, where kids who are not getting it at home can now have an opportunity to learn these types of skills. So it's really important, not just for now, but as they get older and as they mature. And so I like, again, the fact that schools are now making it a priority. It's about time, right? But there is a lot of research behind social emotional learning. There is research that shows that it has improved attendance rates. Kids want to come to school because they have that sense of belonging. They feel connected. It improves the connectedness, which I just said, right? But it improves the feeling of belonging, being connected to something bigger, something greater, something that enhances you. Also, it helps children better overcome their own challenges. So they're able to hang in there when the going gets tough. And then the tough can get going. So they don't have to give up as quickly. They can persevere. So that perseverance is key. Of course, there's research that says that it helps improve academic achievement. Of course, if I feel good about myself, then I'm going to try harder and I'm not going to give up on this math problem that I may not quite understand. Maybe I'll reach out for help this time. And as we see more academic achievement success, this also impacts dropout rate. So we're not seeing as many uh, or a decreasing dropout rate because this is a priority that, you know, kids are really seeing themselves in a different light when they're getting this explicit instruction on how to manage their social and emotional cues. So very interesting. Uh, There was a research study that was published back in June 2020. And the Center for Promise is uh, the one who conducted the study. And they're actually the research part of the organization America's Promise Alliance. And so um, basically these organizations are really dedicated to understanding what young people need in order to thrive and how to create those conditions of success for all young people. So they're really interested in the idea of how do we have kids become more successful. And so in this research, the Center for Promise designed a qualitative study to explore the perspectives of young people about how learning happens. And so I've really enjoyed reading the findings and I'll include the full report for you in the show notes, but the findings and the lessons that came about from this, from the youth, what they had to say were absolutely incredible. So just think about schools, you know, when they are incorporating that social emotional learning into this purely academic curriculum that's when children can have a more holistic or youth-centered learning experience. And I really like that because I believe that children best learn when we look at the whole child. We can't just look at the academics and not be concerned about behavior. We can't just look at 
behavior and not be concerned about their emotional state. And we can't isolate these different parts of the child and and expect them to be okay. We do have to look at the entire child. And that is not just from an educator perspective, but it's also from that parent perspective as we are helping our children be better. So from this very interesting research, there was six interconnected themes that they found. And I really thought this was interesting. So the six areas that they made connections with were relationships, identity development, agency, belonging, meaningful learning, and intentionality. And basically those six areas, those six connected pieces or interconnected themes were uh, the core of what they had termed learning ecosystems. So you have to have all these pieces in order to foster a full youth-centered, um, social-emotionally rich learning environment. We have to have a focus on building and maintaining relationships, understanding who they are and being okay with themselves having a sense of being able to advocate for what they need and and feeling a sense that they even belong in the community in which they are learning. Also, learning should be meaningful. These should be expectations any parent has for any school that their child goes to. But learning should be meaningful. There should be a reason behind everything that they're learning. And of course, intentionality. Everything that they do, Everything that they're learning uh, must be intentional. It must be on purpose, purposefully planned, uh, and the, the, the connection should be made clear. So I really, really like that. Uh, some of the recommendations that came out of this research are some recommendations that parents should be looking for. Honestly, parents should be looking for these types of recommendations in their child's school. Any good school is going to do the first recommendation, which is foster supportive relationship rich environments that embrace young people for who they are. Kids need to feel a sense of safety and security in their learning environment. It is hard for them to learn when they don't feel safe. There is just no way that they're going to be able to focus on what they need to focus on if they simply don't feel safe. So that's why it's important for your child's school to really embrace this concept of supportive, relationship-rich environment and a place where children can really truly be who they are. But that's what makes us special. We're all different. We're diverse and we bring so much to the table. Number two, the second recommendation was to create new pathways for listening to and engaging young people. And I love this because another term for this is student voice. Your child's voice matters. They should be able to speak for what they believe in. They should be able to say what they're concerned about. And schools should be taking it seriously. Schools should take 
student voice seriously. There should be student voice on every single committee because kids know what's missing from a school environment. Kids know when, uh, when things are going well or if, if there's some areas that need to be improved upon. The kids know first. So it's important to have the adults listen to kids to see how you can be better, how schools can be better. The third recommendation I really like was co-construct learning opportunities that are meaningful to uh, young people's circumstances, future goals, and identity development. So again, when they're learning, if you're looking at how they socialize, what are their goals and dreams in life? Um, what's their background? Who's their family, their ancestry? And you tie all of that into their learning. Learning is truly meaningful. And so this is another important component to have when we're talking about a true SEL school, a school that really is doing a good job with preparing our children for that balanced lifestyle and to support those, the development of the soft skills. And then we, of course, they also recommended that schools adopt more holistic ways of assessing progress and success. So we have to go beyond just using test scores as a measure of success, but really defining how success should be measured because there's so many ways that we can measure success and it shouldn't always be a single test score. Even in my field of work, we do not use single test scores to determine eligibility for special education. We use a, a large variety of data and information to help us make those decisions. So honestly, these programs should definitely have that holistic approach as they are a, a progress monitoring or determining when a child reaches a point of success or mastery. So just keep that in mind. That's good information for parents to have because there is this huge movement towards SEL in schools and their different curriculum out there or curricula out there that uh, schools can choose from based on grade levels that they serve, uh, based on demographics. So just keep that in mind. And if for some reason your child's school is not moving in this direction, and a lot of schools are for many reasons um, to help with managing the trauma, the collective trauma that we're all enduring or have endured even in your personal lives, this does help. It helps them to gain the skills they need to get through difficult situations and difficult feelings. So what if your child's school is not focusing on SEL? What if... This is where the power of the parent comes into play. There is so much power that you have. Your voice matters. Whether you're a parent listening, whether you're an educator listening, it doesn't matter. 
your voice matters, and especially parent voice. So we know the importance of this work. And it's going to take you to talk to a school administrator about getting something like this in place for your kids' school. They deserve to have this type of education integrated into uh, their, their, their experience. So a great starting point as you're talking to your school administrators, great starting point is uh, to direct them to the Collaborative of Academic, Social, and Emotional Learning, also known as CASEL. I love that resource. It is an awesome resource. They provide a lot of great trainings. They have events, webinars. They will support schools to get a solid program up and running because we don't want our children to miss out on this type of education that is going to only help them better navigate life in general and to manage not just academics, but their social emotional well-being. And that is so important. Now, there is one thing that you can do, and I did tell you and promise you that I was going to share this because on your end, in order to make sure that your child is having a balanced experience, there's one thing you can do to emotionally support your child. And so this is going to be your challenge this week. Your challenge is practice listening with empathy. So what does that mean? When your child is talking or when they have a feeling uh, or a sad feeling, doesn't matter how old the child is, but when they're feeling, as the kids say, some kind of way, I want you to take their perspective, put your own feelings and reactions aside and see the situation through your child's eyes, okay? See the situation through your child's eyes. Ask yourself, do I believe my child is trying their best? And then sit and give them your full attention, distraction-free. Listen more than you talk. And of course, you can ask clarifying questions but don't give them advice and do not place judgment on them. Just help them find their own solutions. Some things you might say to ask those clarifying questions could be, wow, that must be hard and really uh, be genuine. What do you think you should do? Have you ever had a situation similar? What did you do? And then you can ask this question. Do you know of anyone else who has had a similar situation? What did they do? So you're also teaching them to problem solve for themselves and work through their situation. And I'm telling you, keep doing that. And they will definitely develop critical thinking skills along with some strong social emotional skills. So social emotional learning can also happen at home. And our time is just about up. I want to leave you with this loving reminder. Remember that 
When you practice listening with empathy, you are teaching your child how to listen with empathy too. Modeling is many times the best teaching strategy out there. Always be a good role model for your children in what you expect them to do. So just think, one day they will be adults who listen with empathy too, because that's what you taught them. And what a wonderful gift that is to pass down. Well, my friends, I truly hope this information blessed you in some way. If it did, please give me a five-star review and encourage others to do the same. And also, don't forget to click the follow button down below and get notified every time there is a new episode. I don't want you to miss out on any of these jewels that I love to share to help you better support your child. Also, make sure you share this podcast with others because sharing is caring and it's wonderful to know that you have blessed another family simply through your sharing. Allow me to be your go-to resource for parenting support. So until next time, be blessed and love on your children. Thank you for listening to the Parent Them Successful with licensed educational psychologist, Jessica Shields. We're so glad you've joined us and would love to connect with you outside of the show. To find more information about our services, the Empower House Academy, or to take our quiz, What's Your Parenting Style? Go to StrongerMindStrongerYouth.com. Feel free to email us directly at info at StrongerMindStrongerYouth.com. We'd love to hear from you. Other ways to stay connected are on Instagram and Facebook by searching Stronger Mind, Stronger Youth and on Twitter at official underscore SMSY. Until next time, be well and love your children for they are a gift from the Lord.